Well, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. Kind of a unique show tonight as we are on the road. In fact, I'm sitting in Cedar Rapids tonight, home of the Colonels and home of tonight's hot stove stop, caravan stop, uh, and also home of new Colonels manager Tommy Watkins. And we're having a chance to talk with Tommy here to kick things off. Later, we'll hear from Byron Buxton and Trevor May, who've been locked up on a bus with me for the uh, course of the past three days. But we start with Tommy Watkins, who's back in Cedar Rapids, where he served as a hitting coach uh, with the Twins organization a couple of years ago, and now assumes the manager's role. And Tommy, I think a lot of folks are excited. I remember when you made your Major League debut, how excited everyone in the organization was. Terry Ryan specifically came down in person to make sure he was there to give you the word. I feel kind of like a lot of folks in the organization feel that way about you getting the chance to manage, and I know you're excited too. How did this come about? I am. Um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity, for one. And, um, you know, ever since I started coaching, I think I wanted to manage. Uh, it was just a matter of um, the right time and you know, talking to Brad a couple of years ago, he thought I was ready, but there wasn't a job open. And with Jeff Smith's um, promotion, it opened up a job for me. So um, I've been blessed to, to be where I am today, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I see, watching your coaching career, I feel like it's very similar to your playing career. I mean, you just kept grinding away at it every level. You were versatile. Uh, you learned. You added new skills. Whatever they asked you to do, you did it, and you did it really well. And it resulted in a major league career for you. And I feel like that's kind of the way you've gone about it, whether it's been in Beloit to start or here or at A, fitting in a lot of different ways on different staffs. Yeah, you know, I just try to be a student of the game. Um, you know, no matter how long we in the game, I think we can also we can still learn. And um, you know, as a player, I was the same way. I tried to take things from you know just watching and listening to everybody. The same thing as a coach, just trying to learn every year and you know working with different people, taking different things from them. And um, you know, it's worked out for me. So looking forward to it. For all your skills, and there are many, I think there's a reason they call you the mayor in Fort Myers, and that's because you have ridiculous people skills. You have an ability to connect with people from any and all walks of life and uh, and do it with a smile. And I would think as a manager, you can collect baseball expertise, but that skill you can't collect necessarily. And it seems to me to be one of the more valuable attributes a skipper could have. Yeah, I think um, that's one thing that will help me is being able to relate to different, you know, people. Um, as a player, you know, I, I've been in every level. Um, a lot of time I was the 25th man on the team. So um, I think I know what it takes to, you know, to persevere in this game. And I don't know, I just think um, managing people and being able to get along with people and, you know, getting people to play for you, I think is a big part of it. So hopefully to help out on this role. Sometimes the hitting coach in the minor league becomes kind of the friend, the guy they go to, to uh, when guys are having a tough time. The manager sometimes has to keep a little more distance. Is that something you're aware of or you're concerned about, the difference, as they say, sliding those 12 inches over into the big chair? Yeah, it is. Um, as a hitting coach, I always try to, um, you know, make myself available. Not that I won't as a manager, but um, I always felt like I had to be the person that they can come to and talk to. Um, as a manager, I still want to be someone that they can come talk to um but there is a fine line and you know you, you kind of got to be the bad guy at times but um you know just um great staff i think that helps a lot so with the guys i'm going to be with um it will help out a lot so um looking forward to being the bad guy at times but also just trying to get the guys to play 
the other thing I noticed about specifically coaching, obviously you played for a lot of different coaches and managers, but you manage or you coach with a lot of different styles. Jake is very different than Doug. Uh, they're different personalities, and they come at things in a different way, and they're both incredibly good at, at what they do and in making young men better, baseball players better men. Do you pull from both of them in addition to yourself and your own skills as you, as you look to kind of create your own managerial persona? Yeah, I think you, um, you know, I pull from the guys that I've worked with, Jake and Doug, and also I think I pull from, you know, guys that you play for. Um, it's just um, a lot of different personalities. Um, Jake is laid back. He doesn't say too much. And Doug is, you know, different. Um, you know, he gets after it a little bit. Um, not laid back. Not laid back, yeah. <laughs> but both guys are very good at what they do, and I learned a lot from them the last four years coaching under them. Tommy Watkins is our guest, and he's here in Cedar Rapids tonight where he'll be managing the Colonels this year. You obviously know the market. Uh, you're here as a visiting player and coach, and you are here as a coach with a very successful Colonels club. One thing we know about Colonels fans, they want the Colonels to win, and they have been spoiled because this has been a great club over the course of the last five years, and I would assume that's your intention to make them competitive once again. Yeah, um, tough shoes to follow. Um, you know, Jake made it to the playoffs four years in a row. Um, had good teams every year, and I know the people here like to win. Um, you know, hopefully we just put a you know good product on the field, play hard, um, get after it, and, and have some fun. Now, fun's the name of the game, and you've always been able to bring that smile to the ballpark. Let's get away from the ballpark now. What else is Tommy Watkins up to? Obviously, we know where you are when you're in uniform during the summer. You do a lot of work with instructs and other things in Fort Myers, which is where you're from. But but what else is going on in your life? Um, you know, just down in Fort Myers for the off season. Uh, I've been going to the park every day since instructional league, um, working with the rehab guys, and um, now we got some guys coming in early. We had a strength camp last week, had um, a group of guys in, and now getting time close to time for spring training to be people coming in um, every week now. So I just be down there in Fort Myers, um, helping the guys get ready for spring training. You look like you can still play. So are you getting some workouts in while you're down there too? Yeah, you know, um, I usually, last couple of years, I lost a lot of weight in the offseason. Um, started playing basketball this year, so it kind of helped out a lot. I'm no good, but um, it's been fun just running around and getting in shape again. Before we let you go and we move on, we mentioned Byron's here tonight, and, and you were his hitting coach here in Cedar Rapids, and what a special summer that was because Byron really took off. That's where he found kind of his identity as a professional, and you were a big part of that, and he credits you and the environment here. What a team you guys had here top to bottom with that development. Forgetting his skills, they're obvious. People can see that he can do things that most human beings will never be able to do. What about the other part, the aptitude, the ability to learn, the willingness to learn, the competitiveness, the things you can't necessarily see unless you're with him there every single day the way you were? Um, great guy. Um, he came to the park every day to work. Um, his talent is unreal. He was fun to watch. I felt like a fan most days <laughs> once the game started just watching him. But, um, you know, one thing I just try to get him to do is be an athlete and be himself. And um, he did a good job of that here. And I'm looking forward to, you know, to watching him play this year.
Now, you'll be busy watching your colonels as well. Tommy Watkins, our guest, kicking off this caravan edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. We'll step aside. Mark Janoski's got kind of an update, news and notes, what's going on this weekend. Twins Fest going to be a big uh, weekend at Target Field. And then we'll catch up with Byron Buxton and Trevor May while Tommy takes, well, takes the questions from the folks here in Cedar Rapids. This is Deep Cuts, and this is your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. This is kind of an on-the-road version, so uh, we're ad-libbing it a bit. As we are on the road, and I am currently uh, rolling along the uh, highways and byways of Minnesota with Trevor May and Byron Buxton. And, guys, second caravan for each of you. This is kind of a unique deal, and I'll start with you, Trevor. Last year you were out. Uh, Did you really have any concept of what this caravan was all about and the wide breadth of Twins fans geographically as well as the different types of communities you'd visit before you went out? I had no idea, to be honest. Uh, but it was it's a lot of fun just going out into like uh, the uh, the local like lodges and the uh, restaurants and then just seeing kind of all your fans that you don't necessarily get to see at uh, at Target Field on a regular basis. So um, uh, it's important to go out and go to them um, when they're not able to come to you all the time. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You see a lot of people who, uh, you know, regardless of, of of how uh, how the season has gone or, or went last year, they're they're always optimistic for this year, and then they're behind you. So um, you know, without them, we don't have jobs. Byron Buxton, you were out last year, and you learned a very important lesson, as evidenced by the fact that you brought boots and a winter coat this year. I did um, last year. You know, wasn't expecting it to be as cold as it was, and um, caught me by surprise. So this year, I, I definitely made sure I came prepared and. Um, just want to come out here and have, have fun like I did last year. Guys, we end up seeing a lot of different types of groups, be it maybe elderly folks who can't get out much or a lot of schools. Uh, the night stops are a little bit different. Is there any particular group that surprises you with the type of questions you receive or the type of energy that they have? I'll let Trevor take the first pass. Um, you know, especially like last night, like you said, uh, uh, it was a, a group of group of people that have loved baseball and have had the same banquet for 77 straight years and uh and and it's groups like that that like make uh doing what we do so much fun because people are so so ardent about it just as much as we are um and and it, the types of questions you go you get and even even when we go to schools you i'm surprised a lot by like the depth of the questions being asked and how kids actually want to know um kind of like the the mental hardship you go through through a season and whether or not I was asked earlier this morning whether or not you doubt yourself uh, when you were playing baseball ever um, and it's you know it's struggles the kids are going through on a day-to-day basis and we all share that stuff and it's important to not look like Superman out there like nothing ever goes wrong for you because you know you are just a human being and kind of it's it's, it's it, it was a little surprising but I, I really enjoyed answering that question. Yeah, a great question. We've gotten a lot of them, and we get to visit spots that, as you said, maybe aren't the the largest in terms of population, but you can see how excited they are, what it means to a whole community for the, the bus to pull into the station. And, Byron, one thing that I think surprises fans maybe about you is when you go into a small school, small town, that's kind of your comfort zone because you're going home in a sense, although it's a little bit colder maybe in this particular part of the world. You're right. Um smaller smaller schools like they have here in Minnesota are definitely a lot more like my hometown it's a lot more easy for me to to see like what what they're doing how how things are similar to my hometown and I can relate to 
to how some of the schools are up here and, and feel like when I was their age, like, oh, I know I couldn't do this because of certain conditions, you know. And it's, it's kind of cool because when I was small, I never really thought about the things that the, they're asking me now. I never thought about that as a kid. And now I'm sitting here and I look back at it and I'm like, man, I would have said the same thing 10 years ago that they just asked me. So it's kind of cool to to think about that too. The funny thing to me is we just walked away from a group of uh, high school kids and they're not that much younger than you guys are. And, and I think about, Byron, you were sitting in those bleachers like five, six years ago. I was and like it, time just flies by. Like, I feel like I was a senior yesterday and got drafted and now I'm in a big league uniform on Twins Caravan going around meeting the, the Twins fans that can't come up, come up to um, Minneapolis CS play. It's a road version, a bus version of uh, uh, Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, Trevor May and uh, Byron Buxton. We're rolling on what they call the southeast leg of the caravan all week long. And let's talk a little bit of uh, more specific non-caravan stuff. And, Trevor, a nice little tidy off-season for you. You got married, you bought a house, you built a music studio. Other than that, you, you weren't really very busy at all. No, I had barely anything going on. Uh, besides those uh, things that filled all my time. So, uh, but yeah, was, I also started cooking a little bit. Uh, and uh, I, every, every off season I get super excited it's only for the reason that um, having, a, having a time off to kind of to unwind, but also uh, pursue a bunch of hobbies that I really enjoy doing and then uh, kind of figuring out how to, how to use those things to kind of unwind during the season when I need to take my mind off the, the, the field a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's healthy. Any player will tell you that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's valuable for me, and I, I really enjoy it. More importantly, you got healthy. And, and let's talk about results. Last year, the, the year didn't go the way that anyone in the organization wanted. big part of that was, was health. This is a young team with talent that has to stay healthy. And, and you, for now, are probably about as healthy as you've been in a long time. Yes, that, uh, you know, about last year at this time, uh, I felt a little awkward getting ready to go. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't fix problems as well as I should have, but, uh, you know, it was, it was gonna, I was going to go out and, and, and throw and, and be on the mound as much as possible I, regardless. Uh, this year I feel like uh, I have a pretty, pretty good grasp of, of kind of just, it was just a, a series of bad habits, and, and it's just going to be an ongoing process of making sure that I have the good habits again. And it's just like anything else. It's just these habits caused me to, to be in a little bit more pain than, uh, than other habits have caused me to, to do. So um, it's just it's staying on top of it, and it's, it's just like anything else. As you play the game, uh, little things come up um, where they don't feel great, and you just have to work through them. And, uh you know, and that's kind of how your, where your routine comes from. So it's just it's just adding a little bit of the extra stuff in my routine for maintenance, and and uh, you know, as as the as I start throwing here, I'm, I'm feeling better and better. So, Byron, you had a good end of the season, and it was a learning experience for you, uh, team wise and individually. This team lost a lot of games; everyone knows it. But yet, the talent—you look at the young talent that's on this club, and you guys have won everywhere you've been, and now that group is in the major leagues with a little bit of dirt on your spikes. Do you feel like this is a team primed for major improvement this season? Uh, most definitely. I mean, with the young group of guys that we have and, and the veteran guys like like Perkins and even Trevor May got 10 years now of professional baseball, like he knows a lot about it. So 
he's a veteran guy, and he he helps out like our young pitchers in the bullpen or even our starters. And some teams don't have the opportunity to to have those guys to help them out during the season. And you know, just the young group that we have here, we all been together since rookie ball. We play together, we win together, and. We, we really never failed, so you know it's going to be tough to see how we're going to do, but it's also going to be fun because we know in the future that it's going to be very bright and, and we're very talented and, and we're ready to go. This is Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. We're discovering the uh, outer part of the state down into Iowa on the Twins' winter caravan with Trevor May and Byron Buxton. We'll step aside when we come back to Deep Cuts. It's Three Cuts right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to a rolling edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. As always, we like to end with three cuts where we have our guests take a swing at some uh, questions that maybe veer away from the traditional baseball. We'll start with Trevor May. And Trevor, you, in addition to being a musician, in addition to uh, being a baseball player, also a bit of a gamer. And uh, I got to ask you, hypothetically, you're heading on to Twitch to uh, do a little gaming or stream some gaming, which you like to do. People who follow you uh uh, on various social media platforms are familiar with this, and you're going to choose three of your teammates to play your favorite game. Pick the game and then tell me which teammates you want to play with. Ooh. Trevor may finally at a loss for words. Okay. Uh, my my favorite game right now is Overwatch, right? I know Byron Buxton plays, so Buck can play with me. Um, comes to uh, other guys... I'd have to say uh, Tyler Duffy plays first-person shooter, so I think he would enjoy it. Um, dang, who's another first-person shooter guy? Maybe Rogers. Oh, Rogers. Rogers likes playing video games too. I'll, I'll take I'll take Buxton, Rogers, and then uh, Duffy on my team. All right, there we have it. Now, that's that's gaming. You know, we talked about social media and people follow you and they can kind of uh, tag along to your various adventures in that realm. Byron, for you on social media, it seems to be candy because everywhere we go, people have candy waiting for you. If they weren't waiting with a bag of Skittles, all the Skittles in the world are gone. Marshawn ate all of them. What would be your runner-up? Runner-up would have to be Reese's Pieces. Um... I guess because that's my dad's favorite candy. Like, I remember saying that I want to be just like him, and it was down to candy to I wanted to wear the same socks as he did. Like, it was crazy. Better to wear socks like your dad or better to wear socks like Trevor wears? Uh, Trevor's socks are pretty cool now. I can pull those off. <laughs> Final question for you guys here on Three Cuts. It's a rolling edition, a caravan edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, we got a pitcher, we got a hitter. It's a great little combination. So I'm going to start with you, Byron. You're facing Trevor May. What do you need to do? Uh, first of all, have you ever faced him? And secondly, what do you need to do to be successful uh, against Trevor May when he's at his best? I haven't faced Trevor, but me playing center field and watching him throw. I definitely would have to lay off the changeup and the and, and the curveball. Just the fact that not many people have the changeup that he has. Like when he said he was younger, he used to throw fastball changeup, and his changeup moves from plate to side to side of the plate, and it's it's that's just a tough pitch to hit nowadays. 
All right, so he likes to change up. you got to get Byron Buxton out. He's got some pretty quick hands. You've never faced him. What are you going to do? Uh, throw the change up. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. But he's. But he's not going to swing at it. So now, what do you have to? What makes him such a tough out? What makes Bucks? He, he's one of those guys, and he's one of those like maybe five of them in the big leagues that. Uh, for for me specifically, uh, I have to go in on 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 hitters in order to be successful against him. But uh, I'd put him in the classification with with the the Mookie Betts's and the uh, Xander Bogarts, where you feel like you need to go in, but their hands are so quick that you actually can't go in there with any success. Uh, the best case scenario you're going to have is a foul ball, and uh, so basically stay away and hope things go well. I <laughs> uh, hope he doesn't get in a gap because he's probably going to touch home before you touch home. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you just can't get in there. And then evidently throw the change up for strikes because he won't swing at it. And yeah. Yeah, That sounds like the key, apparently, for Trevor to get Byron out. We appreciate Trevor and Byron joining us again as we roll through. I think we're somewhere between Wabashaw and Rochester here on a caravan edition of Deep Cats with the Minnesota Twins. I appreciate Gino for all the work he's doing back in the studio, anchoring this edition. For Tommy Watkins, Trevor, and Byron, my name's Chris. We'll see you next week on your home for Twins Baseball.